0: I have a special message, and this is going to be the beginning of what is probably going to be three different sermons, uh, unless the Lord takes me longer. But I'm going to begin today starting with this message that I am calling more than a Savior. Jesus is the King. Jesus is the King. Now, I want to ask you probably the most important question of your life. And that is this, who is Jesus to you? Not just who is Jesus, but who is Jesus. To you Now, if I was to ask just a general population who Jesus is, some would say he's, he's uh, uh, you know, the son of God, some would say he's just a teacher, some would say he never even existed, he just was made up, some would say, yeah, he was a good guy and, and a great uh, person, a great example for us to follow. There'd be all these opinions about who Jesus is, but I want to ask the Christians today, the believers, who do you say Jesus is and who is he to you? Who is Jesus to you? Now, if I ask that question, you might answer some of the following. You would hear things like, well, he's my savior, and he is. Praise God, he's our savior. He's my healer. Yes, praise God, he's my healer. He heals me, body, mind, soul, emotions, all kinds of ways. He is my healer. Uh, we might say that he's my provider. Yes. Thank God he provides for us. He takes care of us. Thank you, Lord, for being our provider. We would say he's my help in time of trouble. Yes. Thank God. When we're lost and confused, Jesus is our help in time of trouble. But you see, there's a problem when all we think about is what Jesus can do for us. And there are a lot of people today who live a weak and ineffective Christian life. Hear me, child of God. They live a weak and ineffective Christian life because they think of Jesus only as their savior and not as their king. They think of Jesus as him existing for them that God exists for you to take care of you, to help you, to, to bless you, to provide for you, to do things for you. God ends up becoming this sort of uh, a genie in a bottle that you just rub on the lamp whenever you need him to, and he shows up and he takes care of your need. In fact, just this morning, I watched a video of someone who, whom I love dearly. I won't say his name. He's a famous person. He's always talking about Jesus and what God has done in his life. And, and he said some wonderful things, but then he said this, God will make your dreams come true. Can I correct that and let you know that the Bible does not teach that God will make your dreams come true. You see, if that was the case, then it would be your will that mattered most. And his existence would be for the purpose of providing you with what you wanted. No, the Bible doesn't teach that God exists for you. No, in fact, it teaches that you exist for God. Have you got that? I want you to understand today. Yes. Yes, God is our savior, our healer, our provider. Yes, he is servant. Yes, he lowered himself, came to the earth and done amazing things. Yes, he's not done taking care of us. That's for sure. But that's only part of the story. That's not all of the story. And we need the whole story of the person of Jesus Christ. Listen, as long as you see Jesus as existing for you, you will live a weak an unproductive life an ineffective Christian life. You'll go around trying to please yourself. And every time you get in trouble, you'll expect Jesus to show up. So a lot of people think of it this way. They think Jesus is the savior and they treat Jesus and and salvation as like sort of an insurance salesman. Yes. One time I met the insurance salesman and I signed the contract. And now if something happens to me, God forbid, I know I'm not going to go to hell. I'm going to go to heaven. Or Jesus, the healer. Yes, they think of Jesus as their doctor. Think about your relationship with your doctor. You don't call him up and talk to him. In fact, you don't even want to see him. Because if you do want to see him, that means you're sick or injured. And you're about to fork out some money. I have a doctor. He's a great guy. He does some wonderful things for us. But listen, I'd I'd be okay if I never saw him again, because that would mean I wasn't sick or injured. And some people think of Jesus that way. They only call upon Dr. Jesus when they're sick or injured in some kind of physical problem and they need him to heal them. What about our helper, God helping us in our time of trouble? We treat God sometimes like He's our brother in law. You know, we're, we need to move a couch and we don't have a, a truck, but our brother in law does. So we call our brother in law, hey, brother, can you help, uh, help me out? I, can we borrow your truck and you pack one end of this couch and I'll pack the other and we'll get this job done? Then when it's over, we say thank you and send brother in law on His way. We treat Jesus like our brother in law who's got a truck. Or what about our provider? We treat Jesus like he's our rich uncle. You know, it's like, I got this. I can take care of myself until I get in trouble. And then I'm going to go to my rich uncle and he's going to bail me out. Uh, he's going to loan me a little bit. He's going to give me a little bit and he's going to bail me out. That's how we treat Jesus. And, and listen, it's no wonder that you live a weak and ineffective Christian life. It's because you have put yourself on the throne of your life and expected Jesus to come through for you. When your own self, your own knowledge, your own power, your own wisdom, your own ability falls short, you want God to step in the gap. Listen, Jesus is servant. Yes, he came to serve. Yes, Jesus is the Lamb of God. Yes, Jesus is humble, meek, and mild. Yes, Jesus is Savior, but he's not just servant, he is the sovereign. He is not just the savior. He is the king. He's not just the lamb of God. He is the lion of God. And until you get a revelation of Jesus as the lion of God, as the king of kings and Lord of lords, you will never live in the truth, in the productive, in the amazing, in the miraculous life that God wants you to live. I hope you're catching this today. What you need is a revelation of Jesus Christ as king of kings and Lord of lords. You remember one time Jesus asked his disciples, he said, who do people say I am? What's the opinion out there? And some people said, well, Jesus, you know, some people are saying that you're John the Baptist. Some people are saying you're Elijah. Some people are saying you're one of the prophets. A lot of opinions. Jesus asked them the same question I'm asking you today. Who do you say, I am. Who am I to you? And Peter said, you are the Christ. You're the son of the living God. Do you understand the importance of that statement? Listen, you can never really receive what Jesus has done for you until you get a revelation of who he is. You need a complete revelation of who Jesus is. Jesus Turned to Simon, turned to Peter. And he said, flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my father has, what was he saying? You didn't get this knowledge that I am the Christ, the son of God from earth. You didn't get it from the natural. You didn't get it from a man. No, where you got it from was heaven itself. And when we get a heaven born revelation of Jesus, we see Jesus, not just as savior, but we see him as King. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Today, I pray that as I preach the word of God and as the spirit of God moves in your life, you would get a revelation of God, not just as your savior, but as king, not just as servant, but as the sovereign, the one who deserves to not only save your life, but the one who deserves to rule your life. What you need today is to step off the throne of your life and put Jesus in his place so that you wake up every day and you live out the delight of the Lord, not my will, but his be done. Your life of purpose, your life of power and your place belong as a subject of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, let me hear you say amen out there today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So i want to read some scriptures to you today. We're going to dig into this today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. First Timothy 6:13 through16. It says, "I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, He's talking about Jesus, who testified the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which He will bring about at the proper time, He who is blessed and only sovereign." the king of kings and Lord of lords, who alone possesses immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see to him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's, let's look at this right here. Something that may be perplexing to you. It says Jesus, who testified the good confession before Pontius Pilate. We know Pilate was the Roman leader was the one in charge of Jesus. When the Jews accused Jesus, they falsely accused him. They brought him before Pilate and Pilate was one that began to question him because it was in Pilate's hand to save Jesus or to have him crucified. And we know the story. And I want to, I want to read to you, uh, one of the encounters that Jesus had with Pilate, or in fact, one of the, uh, one of the versions of testimonies. And this comes from the book of John chapter 18 verses 33 through 37. If you'd like to read it yourself. It says, therefore, Pilate entered again into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered. I'm going to go back to that in a minute. Notice that Pilate asks him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered. Are you saying this? On your own initiative, or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Therefore Pilate said to him, So you are a king. And Jesus answered, once again, Pilate asked him, so you are a king? And Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world to testify of the truth, and everyone who is of the truth hears me. So watch this. Jesus is taken before first the Jewish leaders, the Sanhedrin court, and he is accused. They, they say he's, uh, uh, he's, told everyone he's going to tear the temple down and build it back up in three days. He's told everyone don't pay taxes to Caesar. He's, he's uh, teaching all kinds of bad things and all of this. And, and they question him about all of these things and he doesn't open his mouth. He doesn't answer them until they ask him, are you, when they start asking him about his identity, that's when Jesus speaks up. Are you catching this today? You need to get this. Because before you can understand what Jesus has done, what he has taught, you have to get a revelation of who he is they ask him all of these questions. He doesn't open his mouth until they say, are you the king of the Jews? And he says, yes, it is. As you say, Pilate questions him and he doesn't open his mouth. Pilate says at one point, don't you know, I have the power to take your life and give it away. Jesus only truthfully answers, only gives a real response to the question of his identity. Now, are you catching this today? When you know Jesus, when you know who he is, then what he's done makes sense. What he teaches makes sense. Where he's leading you makes sense. But you first have to have a revelation of who he is. And when asked who he is, what does Jesus describe himself as? The king, the king the king. This is the reason I was born. He said, this is the reason I came into the world to be a king. Listen, the reason Jesus came into your life is not just to be your savior. He came into your life to be king. He came into your life to rule. So what we see here in the scripture as the good confession that Jesus made before Pilate is not about what he's going to do, not about what he's done, not about what he's teaching, not about what he said. It's about who he is. Going back to Peter, who do you say I am? Peter said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. I want to tell you something. The reason that your Christian walk is faltering so much is because you don't have a great God revelation of the kingship of Jesus Christ. For if you knew the kingship of Jesus, if you saw it in your spirit, everything else would make sense to you. Everything would fall into place. Thank you, Jesus. Paul had a revelation of Jesus as King. In fact, let's go back to our scripture in Timothy because he's writing to Timothy and he tells him that Christ made the good confession before Pilate and he will bring things about at the proper time. And watch how how Paul describes Jesus. Watch. He says, he who is the blessed and only sovereign. Hallelujah. Sovereign means he rules. He is the only One, he said, the only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone possesses immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, who no man has seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Oh, Paul had a revelation of King Jesus, the one who was worthy, glorified, the one who had authority and dominion, the only one who truly has the right to rule. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus our ruler and our king. You see, you haven't made Jesus the king of your life. You might've made him the savior of your life, but if you've not made him the king of your life, then you don't really know who Jesus is. Paul had a revelation because let me tell you something. My need brought me to Jesus, my savior, but it was my knowledge That brought me to Jesus, my King. Because once I got a revelation of who Jesus is, the only place that I could put him was on the throne of my heart. The only thing I could do with my tongue was confess. The only thing I could do with my knees was bow. Once you get a revelation of King Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So who is King Jesus? Who is Jesus today? Who is Jesus? I want to go to Philippians chapter 2. take just a moment to talk to you about Jesus. Philippians 2, 5 through 11. You can look this up. You can read it later. It says, have this attitude in yourselves, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, now we're talking about Jesus Christ here, who, although he existed in the form of God did not regard equality with God a thing to be graphed. Now let's stop right there. Jesus is number one, God. He is described as the son of God. When we look in scripture, Jesus is divine. He is divine. He is God. He is part of the Godhead as equally God as father and Holy Spirit. He is God. The Bible says some things about Jesus that not only is he divine, but he created all things. And that Before the beginning of the world, Jesus always was. He is the great I am. Do you catch that? Hallelujah. Jesus is God. For those of you who think Jesus is just a teacher, listen, you don't have revelation from heaven and you need it today. I pray that God is getting it to you today, that your spirit is being enlightened and you see the truth that Jesus is God. So he, before he came to earth, he did not think that being God was something that he had to achieve. He was already King. He was already ruler. He was already above all. Jesus is God. Hallelujah. And next let's read on. It says, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of men being found in appearance as a man. So not only is Jesus the son of God, he is the son of man. The Bible describes him as the son of man because Jesus is God in the flesh. What a, what a, miraculous thing, impossible to understand. You can't get your mind around God in the flesh. And yet that's who Jesus is. is Jesus is God in the flesh. He came down here to earth. The Bible says he lowered himself. So catch this, get this mental image of before Jesus came, he is with the father, the Holy Spirit. He is the creator of all. He is God of all. He's up here at this level. He is above all king of the universe, king of all then mankind is created. He creates mankind. The fall, we know all about it. Mankind needs a savior. And so Jesus lowers himself. The Bible says lower than the angels and becomes human like we are. What does that mean? It means he was born of a virgin. Yes, the Virgin Mary gave birth to him and it was a miraculous event. He grew in wisdom and stature. And the Bible says that he was tempted just like we are. He faced the same opportunity, To lie, to steal, to cheat, to, to think wrong, to speak wrong, to act wrong. But Jesus never did. He lived a perfect life on our behalf. He never sinned. He never, ever sinned. He was tempted like us and yet without sin. He was obedient in his life to the father and he was obedient in death upon the cross. Yes, he took our sin upon his perfect life and he died with it so that we could be made new. We understand this Jesus as the as the creator, the the divine one, the eternal one who is king of the universe, king of all things, and he lowers himself and he comes down here in the form of a servant. Yes, he went about doing good and healing people and preaching the kingdom and and washing the feet of other people. Yes, he came meek and mild as a servant and he became the lamb of God. Listen, the problem is that's where a lot of people leave him. They leave him there in that lowered position in their life. They leave him as a servant. They think of him that way, but watch this. For this reason, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, Even death on the cross and for this reason, God did what he highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. Hallelujah. So I want you to catch this. He exists eternally on high. He lowers himself, becomes servant and sacrifices his life upon the cross is placed in a tomb. But listen, Jesus didn't stay on the cross and he didn't stay in the tomb for the stone was rolled away and he arose by his own power, victorious over sin and death And because he was obedient in life and death, he has been exalted again to king of kings and lord of lords. Now, yes, he was already at the beginning ruler of all. But when he was obedient and God exalted him, he gave him a name. What's the purpose of the name of Jesus is that he should not only be king of the universe, king of all creation, but that he would be the king of my life. That at the name of Jesus, I bow and that I become a subject to the king. He became the king of my life because he died for my sin. He rose victorious and brought me out of sin and death. Yes, Jesus deserves to be my king. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, my king. Thank you, Jesus, my king. Can we just take a moment and thank him? Thank you, Jesus, my king. 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 You see, when Jesus saved me and I got a revelation of who he was, there was only one thing left to do with my knees, and that was to bow before King Jesus. There was only one thing left to do with my tongue, and that was to confess that Jesus is Lord. If today you're not bowing to King Jesus, if today you're not confessing that he is King of kings and Lord of lords, it's because you've yet got a revelation of who Jesus is. But I want you to know this, that the day is coming The day is coming when everyone is going to get a revelation, whether you're on earth or in heaven or under the earth, it doesn't matter where you exist. You're going to see with your spirit and it's going to become clear to you and you will have no choice but to acknowledge with your knees that he is King and acknowledge with your tongue that he is King. I would encourage you do that today. Do that today. See Jesus, not as the one who exists for you, but see him as the one that you exist to serve. Hallelujah. He's not just my savior. Jesus is my king. Glory to his name. So who is Jesus to you? Who is he to you? Is he just a savior? Is he just Jesus, meek and mild, the lamb of God? Do you see him as the once creator of all things. And then he came and lowered himself and served people and healed people and saved people and done all this. And yet you've left him there. It's like you've left him in the tomb. Do you know that they came looking for Jesus? They came to the tomb looking for Jesus. But the angel said, he's not here. Why are you looking for the King among the dead? Jesus is not among the dead. He's not still in the tomb. He has been exalted. If he's been exalted in the eyes of the father, he ought to be exalted in your eyes. What I'm telling you today is you need to make Jesus the king. You need to get off the throne of your own life and let Jesus rule your life. You need to become a subject of the only kingdom that's ever really going to matter. And that is the kingdom of Jesus. For the kingdom of God is here because the king is here. Hallelujah glory to King Jesus. So once again, I want to ask you, who is Jesus to you? Is he just your insurance policy that in case you die, get in a car wreck, get coronavirus and leave this earth, you know, you're not going to burn in hell. Is that who Jesus is to you? If that's all Jesus is to you, then you don't have a complete revelation of who he is. Is Jesus just your healer that kind of like your doctor, whenever you need a little healing in your body, you call upon him. And then when everything's better again, you just go on about your merry way. Is is Jesus just your your helper? Is he around to when you need a a, a truck and someone to help you haul a couch around? When when you need direction or you need to, to be saved out of a bad situation, is Jesus just your help in the time of need? Is that all he is to you? Is Jesus just your rich uncle so that you can just do what you want, spend your money how you want, live how you want? You're the Lord of your life, and when you get in little trouble, he's supposed to come through for you and rescue you. Is Jesus just your savior, or is he your king? Is he your sovereign? Is it he that you serve and live for? Do you see your life as existing for him and for his purpose and for his glory? Until you do, you'll never know what life is really about you'll never know what it's really, truly about. For the only thing more empty than living for yourself is, is finding things that you've been searching for that are supposed to be things that make you happy and realizing how empty they are. And the only real purpose in life comes from serving your king. I want to tell you something. Deep in our hearts, every one of us long to serve a king who is worthy to sit on the throne. We've served governments, there's all types of governments, and, and I believe that the, the government we have here in the U.S. is probably the best form of government that mankind can come up with, and look how messed up it is. Look how corrupt it can become, look how faulty it can become, look how divided and ugly it can become, and it's because it's run by human beings. Who's on the throne of your heart? Some of you today have got government on the throne of your heart. You, you are trusting in your political party, your political leader. Somehow they're going to save you. or And if the wrong one gets in place, the world is just over for you. Government should not be your king, child of God. Who's on the throne of your heart? Other people. Some of you live for the opinion of others. You spend all of your life trying to please other people. And what a waste of time that is. I have learned that there is only one person that... I need to please only one person whose opinion of me really matters, and that's God Almighty. Get those people off the throne of your heart. In fact, probably the the most common person who sits on the throne of hearts out there is self. It's me. It's my life. I live for how I want. I say such things as God's going to make my dreams come true. No. No. God's going to make his will come true in your life. God's going to make his purpose come true in your life. God's going to make his plan come true in your life. Hallelujah. God thinks about you. He's He's got a plan for you, and it's a good plan, and it's a purposeful plan. It's so that when you get to eternity, you can look back and you can realize you didn't just live 80 years on this earth. You can realize that your life mattered eternally. That's greater than any earthly pursuit any type of pleasure that's greater than you being on the throne. And it only happens when you get off the throne and you put Jesus Christ in his place. I want to encourage you today by the anointing of the spirit of God, make Jesus, not just your savior, make him the king, make him the king of your life today. Make him the only one who rules and reigns in your life. Let your mantra be not my will, but thine be done. Yes, let your scriptures be. I will delight in the Lord, and then he will give me the desires of my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, I pray for the people out there today, God, that they get a revelation from heaven of Jesus, not just as Savior, but as King. Jesus, can I tell you how much that I love you for being my Savior, Can I tell you how much I'm grateful for you, for serving, for washing my feet, for for coming to me in my brokenness and loving me and picking me up. And not just once, but time and time again, how that you've lowered yourself to come into my world and be tempted like me and to to lift me up. And yet without sin, and you have imparted, you have imputed, you have given to me your righteousness. You've given to me your holiness, God. I didn't deserve it, but you earned it, and, and on the cross you took my sin. You are, yes, you are to be my savior. You are my healer. You are my helper. You are my provider. You are the Lamb of God, Jesus, meek and mild. Yes, you are a crown of thorns, but that's not all you are, God. Yes, you rose on the third day, and today you are in crowned with a crown of glory and not thorns. Yes, today you are the lion of the tribe of Judah. You are the conquering king. You are the blessed and only sovereign. You are the one who holds immortality. You are the one who lives in unapproachable light. You are the one who has eternal honor and dominion and glory forever. And today, God, I bow before you as a subject to my king, to my king, You have been exalted not only in the eyes of the universe, not only in the eyes of the Father. You have been exalted in my heart. And I position you as king. God, I am going to get off of the throne. I'm getting off of the throne today. And I'm putting Jesus at the throne of my life. For Jesus, you are the only one worthy to sit on the throne. You are the only king worthy. TO SIT ON THE THRONE AND RULE MY LIFE. SO WE SUBMIT TO YOU TODAY, JESUS, OUR SOVEREIGN, THE LEADER OF OUR KINGDOM, ALL GLORY, ALL HONOR, ALL POWER, ALL AUTHORITY, ALL DOMINION IN MY LIFE. THANK YOU, KING JESUS. YES, YOU ARE MY SAVIOR and you are my king. Thank you, Jesus. Bless him. Bless him. I pray today that God give you a continued revelation of the kingship of Jesus, the one who is the only one worthy to sit on the throne of your life. Thank you, Jesus. So what does all of this mean to you and how you live your daily life next week? I'm going to be talking about that what it means to be a subject to the king, what it means to live as a citizen of the kingdom and and how that fleshes itself out in our daily lives and, and how we should view our lives here on earth in regards to the kingdom of God, for we are truly citizens of the kingdom and subjects of the king. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you guys. Man, I love you so much. And I know, I know God loves you so much. God commended and sent his love for you and that while you are still a sinner, while, while you and I are still broken and messed up, while we do things that are an affront to the holiness of God, and yet God commended his love for us and that Christ died for us. Yes, Christ is the expression of the love of God to you. Hallelujah, Jesus. He is the way, the truth, the life. He is the king. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.